0: Hi, I'm Tony Pucci, and I lost my sister Jenny to ALS. Songs for Jenny is a charity CD for ALS patient care and research. Otherwise known as Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS is a disease without a cure. The Songs for Jenny CD features my music along with guest vocalists from around the world. All proceeds from the sale of the Songs for Jenny CD will be donated to the ALS Association of America, Minnesota Chapter. To find out more and to purchase the CD, please visit www.songsforjenny.com.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to An Apotheosis of a Bombast. I am your host, your wonderful host, Ultimate Manus from England, Britain, UK, whatever you want to call it, and joining me again for the umpteenth time, I can't remember how many times <laughs> it is now, but he's back in his rightful place, he's taking his throne, and it is Scott Copperman, all the way
2: in the USA. Hello, hello.
1: There he is. That's enough of him.
2: Whatever. <laughs> is anyway. it really me or is it an audio clip? Audio clip. Clip. Audio clip. No. Spain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it is the real man himself. Yes, it is. Welcome back, sir.
2: Hello. I'm good. I'm good. It was a, a nice time away and uh, you guys did a nice job with the show. Oh, thank you very much. I had a couple, a couple things to add to it when we have time, but. Yeah. Um. But you know what else was going on while I was in absentia? Anything else exciting happened? There? I
1: can't remember anything else really happening. I, mm, no, we we dealt with Britain's most wanted man last mm-hmm. week, and <laughs> no, nothing in in the UK really happened. Although the BP oil spill has stopped since you've been away. Well, yeah, yeah
2: that I was following, but I don't know if it's. Uh stopped for good yet right they have a cap on it but that's they they feel like there's still the potential for that cap to leak more or it is leaking slightly yeah they're uh, still drilling the relief wells
1: yeah they're, yeah, they're drilling again aren't they but I, I know aren't they just putting a stop to drilling anyway or for the next six months to all offshore drilling
2: yeah I think it, there's a temporary hold but I don't know how long that'll yeah stay in play or what loopholes there might be in it.
1: Yeah, well, well, we'll come back to that pretty soon anyway, because I've, I've got a couple okay. ideas on how we could have actually stopped that anyway, so. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how was your vacation or holiday, as we it like was to say
2: over here? It It felt very short, but, uh, you know, some time away with the family and, and was visiting with my parents, and they have a nice lake house, so we got to do a lot of neat things and spend spend some time doing some, some cool stuff. We went on one of those uh, ropes courses, which is like sixty feet up in the air, and oh, you know, you're you're tethered to, or tied to uh, a various system of support cables, but you feel like you're tightrope walking and such. It was it was an adventure. <laughs> yeah. Did they have the zip line at the very end? Yep. hmm Wicked. Yep. And Marianne and the two kids both did. Um, I forget what they called it, but basically it was just just a free fall. You stepped off a roof of a, a building and just fell straight down.
1: Oh God, no! Yeah. Dear Lord, <laughs> why?
2: <laughs> yeah, I wasn't doing that, but I was pretty amazed. My wife did it first, and then the kids went, and I'm watching them on the platform, thinking that they're gonna be screaming to get back down, and you no, know, they and st- they stepped off. Is it like a bungee? Kind of, except uh, you slow down as you approach the ground. Oh, you don't okay. bounce up. <laughs> you but just it was fall high. flat on your face, and that's yeah. it. Well, what? that my daughter did it. I was so proud of her and she got up crying i said what's the deal i fell in a puddle oh I'm no All wet now I said, look what you just did but i'm all wet but you're not <laughs> dead i'm wet okay all right when we get home we'll get close she landed in the only puddle around there <laughs> well i think as everyone landed kind of in the same spot it kind of wore away a little spot and mm. collected some water there but
1: awesome I, oh, I don't know if i could do that or not i've done abseiling, I think it is, down a viaduct. That that was years ago. And that was kind of cool. And I I think that's the closest I've ever got. I'll never ever jump out of a... um, Jump out of a parachute? I need one of them on. (laughs) Out of a plane. I'd never jump out of a plane. No way. Unless it was burning and there were stuff on fire and we had no fuel left. A bit like Indiana Jones. I'd use the,
2: the raft from the plane. (laughs) <laughs> you wouldn't do like Bugs Bunny or uh, just right before the plane t- hits the ground, step out and t- right out. <laughs> <laughs> no. Take no. that, physics.
1: Yeah, if it was on fire then I'd jump out of it, obviously with a parachute or held on to someone with a parachute. But I think mm-hmm. if I'm either paid to do it or anything like that, no. No, I don't think so, no. There was a story recently of um, two 70-year-old guys doing uh, parachute abseiling things. Not not sailing, but like a parachute jump, and they mm-hmm. collided with each other. They're, don't laugh, it's not funny. They both died. <laughs> well, up until that point, it would be funny. <laughs> okay. Well, I, pretend I didn't say that. This is hilarious. <laughs> this is great. Two, and then I'll go, oh.
2: Yeah.
1: Two 70 year olds jumped out of an airplane huh. doing a parachute jump, huh. got their parachutes tied up, and plummeted she... to death. Oh. Yeah.
2: Kind of kills it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate, but at least it happened at the end of their lives. And you wonder how much I told you so. Not that they would have gotten, they got, but, you know, mm. among their family. How would you let them go? How can, 70 years old, you sent him up there like it was his fault or her fault. Do you reckon they had... Like, like the age was a factor. Do you reckon they had uh, joint funerals as well?
1: That'd be awesome. And they sort of, like, bashed into each other by accident. Sorry, sorry.
2: <laughs> I wonder if they were friends or just happened to be like two people on a skydiving for seniors tour. (laughs) Skydiving? Complete strangers who met and their fates are forever entwined now. Oh. Uh,
1: How many times at their wake did someone turn around and say, at least they were doing what they
2: loved? Oh, I'm sure. I bet that come out loads of times. You idiots. But what if they weren't? What if there was some, like, uh, grandson had bought grandpa a gift certificate and you know the the children the middle generation were kind of like come on pop you gotta go just once in your life it's completely safe i know you don't want to go just do it you'll be so glad you did it and then (laughs) you got the gift giver his life is ruined as he lives a he's full of remorse for having bought the gift in the first place then you've got aunt betty and and her sister susan who kept telling pa he should go (laughs) <laughs> and then you got his brother, who sat there and was like, I said he was a fool to go. Yeah. crazy it, parachutes. Never seen me in one of them things. You're going to have all that lot on you. Oh, yeah.
1: you could going to be sitting at the door. I've got to do what now? Jump? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Go? Okay. Wow. What a way to start an episode. I know. Death and destruction of two old ladies. And
2: impersonations, old people. Yeah,
1: well, you know, they are the way to go. Don't know where yeah. that's going. Okay, so yeah, um, you had a good holiday. Did you? Did you go fishing at all?
2: Uh, yeah. Well, I did not. My wife and children did. Catch anything? And, uh, my wife and children did. Yes, cool. Marianne, Marianne. chooses to uh, fish at the weirdest times, and right when you're telling her or. You know, you're not going to catch anything right now. You fish at the end of the day, the morning of the day. You don't fish at lunchtime, and boom, there's a fish. Or there's a, a float out probably mm, maybe 30, 40 feet from the house. You'd swim out or go on a raft or something. And she went out there with the fishing pole and nothing else one day. Caught a fish and then was screaming from the float. What do I do now? What do I do now? <laughs> like no scissors or or net or anything. Just her and her pole and the fish hanging from it. Ooh. I saw a, a
1: video recently of a man going shark fishing, and he caught this shark. He had it on the side. It was probably, I don't know, two foot long, I suppose. A mm-hmm. little, little tiny little shark. I don't know what type it was, but it had big be sharp teeth like normal sharks do. And he was trying to get this hook out of it, and the hook was in the side of the mouth and obviously going into its eye, and he was having real yeah. trouble. And he didn't have any metal gloves on or anything like that. The shark just suddenly said, no, I'm not having that. And it just bit him. It's like, ah, oh. Blood-curdling screams everywhere. And, uh, you know, the guy... Had and someone holding a video
2: camera the whole time going, this yeah. is great, this is great. Stay with <laughs> it. Wait, turn, turn a little bit. But, yeah, I kind of feel sorry for the shark. Well,
1: I do feel sorry for the shark. He's going to be blind in one eye now because he had a hook through his eye. Yeah. But... I've, I haven't really got any sympathy for the guy. I don't know why. I'm not a big fisherman. I suppose I've I've tried fishing a couple of times. I caught a couple of piddly things, and that's around about it. I've mm. never seen, uh, never been sea fishing or anything like that. But no.
2: and I I don't know. It seems like a different kind of thing. You know, sitting strapped into the boat, and I I don't know. I I don't see I don't see the sport aspect of it. Ah, would you class it as a sport? No. Mm, It's one of the biggest pastimes over here. It's huge over here. Yeah, well, I mean, I could see it being... They just had a thing here about um, cheerleading in in the sense that, well, it's always a big debate whether cheerleading is a sport or not. And now they have cheerleading as um, like a competitive dance team type thing. I mean, there's dance team, there's cheerleading... But there's competitive cheer where you go. And, and have you ever seen the movie Bring It On? Probably not. There's no reason for you to have seen it. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, it's basically, though, you can get um, you have competitions. Of who has the best cheer squad of sorts. And it, some of the universities here were using that competitive cheer squad as a women's team in the balance of men's and women's sports and, and allocation of resources hmm And they just uh, made a court decision that you can't count that as a sport because it's it's not organized enough. Not because it's not strenuous enough or require enough athleticism, but
1: I wouldn't class as a sport. Surely a sport has to abide by a certain
2: number of rules. Well, it I'm trying to think of uh what you might have seen. If you haven't seen like the dance dance team championships or cheerlead they have competitions that are competitions in the same sense like gymnastics would be yeah or any kind of performance you get judged on on uh synchronicity components you have yeah all that stuff so and there is a structure for it but i guess the competitive structure is not enough and and you want i watch these fishing things every once in a while or i don't know in that case i don't think it's an athletic enough event (laughs) i mean yeah there seems to be some some structure and they throw a lot of statistics like oh we used a ten gauge wa- ten gauge line and this kind of bait and this kind of uh, lure as if there's a strategy and something that can make you good at it or bad at it more than resources. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know I don't I don't see it as a sport.
1: I um, yeah
2: that's that's all I'm gonna say
1: <laughs> on that.
2: I really don't know what
1: to put. Fishing is. It is classed as a sport. I, you know, it follows rules, so you have to do a certain amount of fishing, catch a certain weight of fish, in an allocated time, and then that's how you you do your matches.
2: And well, then hunting would be a sport too, right?
1: Um, it could, it could be. be. It could be, but then you have other sports like darts or snooker, but they're they're more like a uh, a mind game really aren't they i know you you're physically moving balls around a table or physically throwing a dart at a board but then there's all the mind games between the the opponents as well with yeah, fishing well, would, you haven't got that you're
2: you're just waiting
1: for it to bite your your line
2: yeah i would be more inclined to say darts or pool or snooker or, or is a sport because there is the there's an athleticism. There's a skill component that I can see more readily. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to talk about fishing or hunting, or what's the difference between that and shopping? You could have competitive shopping. Oh, that'd be brilliant. I'll give you three credit cards. You can go anywhere in the mall. Mm-hmm. You have to spend more than this amount. <laughs> it's, you could basically make getting the perfect item in the mall be the same as catching the perfect perfect fish in a lake.
1: Yeah, you could do that. There's also that um, eating matches as well. Um, yeah. Wasn't that there was recently, um, there's an American guy who keeps winning all these stuff, a hot dog in your face competitions. And
2: yeah, well, there's is, a Japanese he... guy who was banned, Kobayashi. That's it, yeah. He was banned because he wouldn't agree to something, but then he made a fuss by showing up at the tournament and saying he would have won if he'd been allowed to compete.
1: But he's come second in a load of other eating competitions, isn't he? It's always between these two guys. They have a row of like 20 people on this stage, and these two guys are in the middle.
2: Yeah, the guy who was banned, the, the Kobayashi, he's, he wins usually. The American guy usually comes in second. Ah, Johnny something, I forget his name.
1: Well, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes anyway for okay. people to see that.
2: <laughs> I, I'm sure I can rustle it up somewhere. Well, let me uh, touch on a few things from uh, the last episode here, uh, g- briefly. Number one, I, I would go with rock, paper, scissors. Okay, <laughs> not, not paper, rock, scissors. Uh, I and the website you guys found. My guess would be it's something coming from a, a college or a college assignment. I mean, a lot of times you, or, or even just a, a teacher or someone who. Who created the web page to show a little bit of, of the mathematics of that game? Yeah, you know, game theory is a big thing, like for math majors and and philosophy people, and not. Uh, well,
1: um, do you go on three or do you go one two three go
2: or one two three go would be uh-huh. my thing. See, I,
1: I do that. As oh well. no, I
2: wouldn't say go. I would on three. Three is like the it's like ready set go one two three.
1: Ah, oh no, that's well, why I would
2: quit Oh, so you do it wrong as well. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> my daughter's swim team goes ready go oh that's no 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 where's the set (laughs) yeah where's the the relax where's the and there's no consistency ready go ready go (laughs) (laughs) and you wonder why people are messing up it's like because you can't it's not a matter of being able to predict it but you just you're so caught off guard like (laughs) <laughs> oh, so that was go. Oh, it was a cough. Okay, sorry. Um,
1: isn't over. that why they do it, though, for a, a reaction time?
2: I could see... I don't know.
1: I'm pretty like, sure they do that for that.
2: But that would be... Uh, there's a reason that they don't vary it that much, like, in the Olympics and all, right? They try to make that as consistent as possible.
1: Um. Okay, let, let's talk about, like, a 100-meter race. It's just on a guy with a starting gun, though, isn't it? So...
2: Right. And I think if you rotate, like it'll be someone from China who does two starts and then someone from France. So you can't completely get the cadence and the rhythm down. But mm. if someone went up there and <laughs> did something completely out of the ordinary, I'm sure they would not allow them back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have like
1: reaction time where if you react with 0.00 seconds of the gun going off, that's classed as a jump start. Even though you are you, went, you left the starting blocks exactly when the gun went off you can't react within that time it's actually physically impossible for a human body to react in that time so it's classed as a jump start because you've you uh, what's the word I'm looking for you've preempted it
2: yeah, and I understand so it, yeah, you can only do it by having gone before the gunner, you heard the gun
1: yeah, I think they they have like point zero seven of a second and then,
2: if you're after that, then that's fine. You've, you've done that all right. Now, how were you actually throwing rock, paper, scissors? Was it hand behind your back and coming around so that you might be able to kind of catch a quick glimpse of what's coming and reform your hand as if like no, fingers we, molding? And- we
1: just have like a fist in front of you and you like slam it down in front of the person as if like you're punching a very small child away from you. You know, get away from me, and then mm-hmm. then that's how you do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've always gone one, two, three, then sh- uh, you show. But obviously, everyone's
2: different, and that's the the problem that we had. So at, at my kids' uh, birthday parties, we've been having um, we do kind of games and for like casino game kind of things, or or board um, carnival game kind of mm-hmm. things for the kids to. To win their, their party favors And one of them we do is a variety Of, of rock, paper, scissors Where we'll have like a, Basically a dice A die And so one and two would be rock Three and four would be paper Five and six would be scissors Or like for my son it was a Pokemon thing So we did a fire type, a water type And a grass type Fire beats grass Grass beats water, water beats fire It's right. the same kind of thing And then they would uh like place their bet on a on the picture of what they wanted and then we roll the dice. So you could have multi <laughs> multiplayer of uh rock, paper, scissor, but it would go against the strategy guide that was on that site because like you guys made the comment about if someone throws rock twice, they're not gonna throw it again. Yeah. But the die is gonna be totally random. If it comes out one two, comes out two, comes out one, you know, you have no control over that. Yeah, you you could end up with that ten times on the spin, couldn't you? Yeah. I mean probability wise it's still you know one third of each, but you know, you can't you can't add in a human nature element. Do you want a quick game now? Just one sure. one throw? Here, let's let's go to, we'll go to Skype here. Alright? You type in your answer and hit enter on on whatever you want, go or whatever. Oh
1: hang on. Let let me think of what I'm gonna write.
2: Yeah. Here, I get I have to hit some space so you can't count the letters I'm typing here.
1: Oh I've already written mine and then I'm okay. just gonna hit it. <laughs>
2: Alright, I'm ready. Okay. One, two, three. Scissors was mine. Oh, I won. Oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> damn Skype. Skype transferred what I I actually wrote. It added letters.
2: Um, it changed P to
1: R, or R to P. No, I actually wrote rock, and it's come mm-hmm. over your side as paper. That's bizarre. I actually
2: wrote rock the first time, but I was thinking, oh, everybody puts rock. So I put scissors. Took the risk. I've got really thick paper. It's more like
1: hard, and so you're going to have to have really sharp. I reckon you've got, like, the little baby scissors that's right. With the rounded edges so the kids can't mm-hmm. cut the, poke their eyes out and stuff like that. So, yeah, good luck. Scups. Safety scissors.
2: Yeah. Safety scissors lose to everything. Yeah, don't run with them. Please don't. I won't trip you up. I promise. Well, and I had a, another thing you guys were talking about. Um, there was the story you guys were telling about the guy who um, was harassing police. And the police were like, step away, sir. Step away. He, he just wouldn't do it. And then trouble ensued. Yeah. And then the police were were blamed. So I, are you familiar with the TV show Whale Wars? It's on uh, Animal Planet. Yes, I am. That's awesome. Yeah. So I've been watching that. And then having watched for a while and feeling like it was safe enough, I introduced my son to it. We've been watching on Netflix. Uh, we're, we're like flew through season one in like a day and a half. Mm-hmm. And now uh, he's in the middle of season two, and he loves it. But I I keep talking to him because he's still only he's gonna be ten, and I, the hero is portrayed as you know Paul Watson, the captain of Steve Irwin and co founders of Greenpeace, who was thrown out because his methods were too controversial. Mm. And uh, you know they they do a little bit of a disclaimer, but they're still. It's, it's Neutrally championing him, and personally, yeah, I, I would. I think the Japanese shouldn't be wailing. but I try to explain to Jay the idea that why the Japanese feel it's legal, whether it's a loophole or whatever, that like how they're taking their side, and and uh, the the case I had made to him a number of times was, uh, look at what the sea shepherds, people, the the quote quote good guys are doing Hmm. you know they're following the boat real close throwing things on the boat they're not not grenades or bombs or anything but they're they're menacing and at one point the captain of the Japanese whaling ship uh, I don't know if it's a recording or a real person says uh, stop your aggressive actions stop your aggressive actions and Jay asked me he said well what do they mean he's being aggressive and and I said like if you could be walking down the street and someone could be one foot behind you everywhere you go (laughs) they're not touching you they're not hurting you they're just staring at you looking over your shoulder Mm, hands right in your face not touching can't get mad and you know that's aggressive behavior and then um spoiler well semi-spoiler alert if you're watching whale wars season three right now you and you're a little behind skip ahead uh a few minutes but this season something happens. It's already happened. It's already been televised, at least here. But as you might expect, collisions happen, things happen, you know, and um it's definitely a case of of what you were describing. Like the the Sea Shepherds are just standing there in, in like in front of a boat, basically. You know, and, and like, you know what, you're gonna get hit if you stand there in front of the boat. Yeah. And it was edited in a way to kind of make it look like they were hit on purpose. And and maybe they were they weren't. But, you know, if you're going to be zigzagging in front, be like if I rode my bike in front of your car and I kept weaving back and forth and, like, flipping you off and, like, <laughs> uh, uh, come on, slow down. You shouldn't be going so fast on this road. You shouldn't be going so fast on this road. And then yeah. accidentally you clipped my back tire. <gasps> he hit me. Yeah. He ran me down. And, you know. It just seemed to fit exactly with what you were talking about, but self-induced trouble. Mm.
1: Well, funny enough, uh, recently in in the news this week, uh, last year there was a guy who robbed from his boss. He turned around and said his boss owed him 800-odd quid, uh, and then he forced a check from his boss to himself to pay himself the money that he he was owed. His boss got peed off with that. He tied him up. He put a placard around his neck saying, Thief, I stole eight hundred pounds and I'm off down to jail and he basically frog marched him all the way down the street and it was literally twenty miles from where I live now. Maybe yeah. not even that. And he walked him down to the police station. The police saw the evidence. They let the guy off for from fraud and now the guy who was frog marched all the way down the road is suing the guy who tied him up. <laughs> Work that one out. I, I don't know, I don't know whether that's good, whether that's bad or what. Yeah, he shouldn't have forged the the check, but there was obviously evidence against him or for him to say, well, you know, he was well within his rights to do that. I, I don't know, you know, forging a check is well within your rights at any stage yeah. of your life, but you know, he was less well, off.
2: Well, one of the things it, with this, I think it's... Um... Might have been season one, the first season of Whale Wars. They have uh, two guys from from the, quote the good guys, zip up in a, a motorboat and jump on to the Japanese ship. They have a letter, and they say that they're just bringing a letter, a document saying like a this is to inform you you're violating international law, leave the water, whatever. But mm-hmm. clearly, they expect to be detained, and it's not like. Their boat goes up alongside, lets them off, and then hangs out there so they can get back on. Boat zips up, two guys jump off and, and onto the Japanese ship, and the speedboat speeds away. And then immediately the press release goes out. You know, two of our people have been kidnapped by the Japanese. I, really? <laughs> you, you? That's like if someone broke into your house, and you managed to subdue them and tie them up while you wait for the police to come are you holding them hostage mm. and it's tough because you might be inclined to champion the sea shepherds because of what their their ideology is and and
1: for their ultimate goal
2: really isn't right. it right you know you agree with what why they're doing it but not what they're doing and and it's so hard to have that discussion i was really trying to impress on my son like it's a separate issue just just cuz you think They're stupid for having done that, or wrong for having done that, or it's not fair that they're now turning around and making the claim they were kidnapped. They can be wrong on all those counts and still be right that the people shouldn't be killing the whales. Yeah, it's a separate issue, but I could see where he was having a hard time separating them, and then just watching the reactions uh, of of like the like the crew. They're purposely trying to tie the two together. Like if you're against us. You're in favor of whaling. Well, no. Just, you can still be an idiot. And there were a handful of crew people who had uh, reservations about what had happened. And then, hey, look, they're not on season two. Yeah, <laughs> They've been replaced for the next... Actually, they were replaced mid-season when they had to stop for the fuel.
1: <laughs> oh, but you they could stopped tell the it, fuel. They did, didn't just ditch them over yeah, the side.
2: Yeah, it's not like they threw them off. But, but you could see the tensions, right? At, like, oh, he's not going... Yay for us! He's he thinks we're wrong to have done that. Well, he's kind of right. You're idiots. But it, I, you know that said, it's it's enter- it's entertainment, but it's also it's documentary of of what's going on. And spin or no spin on it, there's there's plenty of conversation things, and it definitely is is what you guys were talking about and what we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. That if, you know, uh, I break in your house and you tie me to a chair. I'm going to sue you for kidnapping and unlawful <laughs> detainment cool. of me.
1: It's very similar to if you walked into my house, tied up to a chair, rung the doorbell with your nose and went, excuse me, barged past me, sat down in the front room and went, right,
2: I'm kidnapped now. What are you going to do? Because I have a letter that says this is to inform you that, you know, I just was coming to tell you that I'm your neighbor. It was a letter of introduction. Like that somehow makes it okay. Yeah,
1: I've got a cup in my hand. I wanted sugar and I ended up tied
2: up somehow. Yes, I hit Amanda on the head with it, but that doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) I'm actually doing the actions while I'm doing that as well. I don't
2: swing my hand too.
0: Hey guys, you alright? Are you in trouble? Do you need help? <laughs> that's my radio voice! When you subscribe to the RSS feed, to get a free set of earplugs in the <laughs> mail.
1: On episode 71, the Ice Podcast meets the Masters Anan, who talk to us about their new project.
0: It's Ewan McGregor, so we can uh, to replace me for the podcast, so it's a pretty intricate movie that's coming out. Uh, we did get John Williams to do the original score now for the real thing is uh, what we got coming out is our season one uh, our first year of uh, our podcast instead of calling it bonus material we call it minus material well, John Williams score from the film you also doing going to be on not there not the actual John Williams it's my neighbor John Williams <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about how they started off in podcast. yeah we all worked oh, yeah.
2: at uh, a mm-hmm. station in New Jersey ah. I think Mike was there before I got there and then I came over to do the morning show I was
0: actually a janitor and I just proved to everybody I could do something worthwhile Master Non's original idea for a book I've always like essay writers, Scott Clottermans, you know, but in audio. The guys play. Would you rather? Would you rather live as a human-sized snail? And uh, you, you get, you know, the shell is your house. It's kind of part and parcel. It's like being a vicar. <laughs> <laughs> or Fifteen to twenty-five little snails crawl out your and You could start a band called Nine Inch Snails.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, what happens if you get intimate with someone? and
1: then, you know, you're halfway through it, and then suddenly, snail shit. Two so. girls,
0: one snail. <laughs> 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 Don't miss the Ice Podcast meets the Masters of Nine. <laughs> it's the bad phone. Yeah. <laughs> on episode 71, and subscribe now. All
2: right, well, uh, let's move on to to this, this week's news. Okay.
1: Right, in-world news today. Uh, it's more like English news today, but I have two motoring... Kind of, they are definitely related. It's about painting lines on roads. The first story is workmen hoist a car to paint double yellow lines underneath it, and then slap a parking ticket on it.
2: Okay. It's- before you go through it, let me just tell you, my first thought is, I can. It's definitely spun, like how outrageous that they picked this car up and did this, or like they're ticketing her after the fact. But I won't be surprised at all if you tell me or if we find out that she's known for six months ahead of time that the road was closed for this purpose and because she objects to that Mm. as an act of protest, left her car there and now is crying, they lifted my car, can you
1: believe it? Well, if you look at the road, there's two pictures here. If you look at the road, it looks like it's newly tarmacked, this road, Mm -hmm. and I'm assuming that the person who's parked here the road before had double yellow lines all the way down it. She's abused her position. She's gone. Oh, look! Look at this road with no lines on it. Oh, I think I'll park here today. They can't do anything about this, and there's signs up everywhere. I bet, saying that you know, we will be painting yellow lines. Please don't park here because you, you know, we're going to pick your car up, put you down on the yellow lines, and then ticket you for it. But <laughs> that's what I'm guessing has happened. The woman, he just I think they got removed the, the actual ticket. Got torn up and thrown away, but I still think if there's signs around, she's gonna be taking a little bit of a mickey on
2: doing this. She claims that she parked the car looking to see if there were any restrictions and didn't see any.
1: Would you be happy if you came back and found that your car had been picked up (laughs) and then lines painted underneath it and then a ticket on it?
2: And, and look at the, co- think of the cost that must be involved. See, they must have sat there, seen the car, and been like, oh, we'll be right back. Gone, gotten the uh, lift to go and lift the car up. Because it's not even like it's a, is that a, how tow trucks normally look in your yeah. place? In your... Yeah. Okay.
1: That's how they stack them, yeah.
2: It's actually elevated up. Because if you're not on the website, it's not like an American tow truck where they just lift one end of the car and drag it on a pair of the wheels. This is actually like a skill crane. Picked it up. Lifted straight up eight feet in the air, and I guess it will pivot over and drop it on a platform.
1: Yeah, th- this is how they do it round here. This is how they work in Manchester. This is how they work in London. Okay. If if you're in the wrong place, and they'll they'll just pick you up by all four corners and stick you on a flatbed, and that's it, you're gone. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's no no jumping on the bonnet. No, leave my car alone. <laughs> well, I don't care. You can come on the bonnet as well. You know, you can come on the flatbed, and we'll take you as well. We'll impound you. Jeez but that's what they do. But yes, without knowing all the facts, and we know that all the facts in these stories aren't always true,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I can't blame them for doing that. Although, I'm sure, I'm sure they would have clamped her instead of just picking her up and taking her away. But I find it amusing that they've actually picked her up, drawn the lines underneath her, and then put it back down on there. Maybe yeah. they've done that, and then 20 minutes later, a parking warden's just whistling by, doo, 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 doo. oh, look at these lovely, fresh... Uh, lines beneath my toes. Oh, look! A nice car parked on these freshly painted lines, and then slapped a ticket on it. He's, he's oblivious to what's happened twenty minutes
2: before that. I'm trying to to see if there's any any precedent for this, but let's see. Uh, there have been occasions elsewhere in the country where relocated vehicles have been accidentally. Have accidentally received penalty charge notices. This has never happened in Manchester, thanks to the system. Mm. I don't know. I wouldn't enjoy it. coming out and finding my car. Something's not right. What's different?
1: <laughs> That'd be brilliant.
2: Right. Let's
1: move on to the next one. This is another line error. Hampshire workmen paint white lines around a dead badger. Now, you <laughs> had a dead badger in the middle of the road... People painting white lines down the middle of the road, so you can't cross them as you're driving around. And they came up to a badger, stopped at the badger, left the badger, left a little gap, and then continued painting their lines and just left him in the middle of the road. Poor little fellow. He was dead,
2: obviously. But
1: I, I didn't. Someone have a shovel and you know, at the worst case scenario, just pick the guy up, just throw him. I'm not
2: touching it. You touch it. I'm not touching it. You touch it. Yeah. Let's just go around it okay you, you do it. Is it dead you do it
1: but what i would have liked to have seen is you know in colombo and you have a dead body and then they paint white lines around the outside of the body just to do that with the
2: badger yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> that have been brilliant
2: but yeah there we go two stories it's... painting roads i love the headline here one is Uh, Well, the headline, and then it's got work from painting white line on the road, left a gap for dead badger because they said it was not their responsibility to move it. Mm -hmm. And then the second subheading is not trained. Not trained. We weren't trained to uh, pick up the animal. I can understand that. That's what it says. We were not licensed or trained to remove roadkill. I can totally understand that, though, because we have
1: people – if we find like a badger or a hedgehog or a cat, which I saw the other day, in the middle of the road – you can phone up your local council or phone up a, a, an authority and they'll come out and just remove said dead object. And maybe it's been there for like a, a couple of days. It's got maggots in it or what? I
2: don't know, but I wouldn't want to. And I, I could see someone saying, that's not my job. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm, you know, maybe you're not dressed in, you don't have the gear for it or, but what? I mean, they, they could have called somebody. They must've called someone and just been told, I'll oh, just go around it. Mm. But we- now, is it is it tracing? It's not tracing the roadkill, right? It just they painted the road, but left a gap where it lay.
1: Yeah, there there was a picture the last time I actually looked of the actual dead badger, and you had two white lines in the central, uh, center part of the road, and then the squished badger there, with <laughs> probably about six inches either side of his body, and then they continued with the lines.
2: That's not as bad as having painted right over it, or. Around it, Wait, I I heard a
1: story where they could have actually badges have white lines on them anyway, don't they? They could have lined up the lines and just nudged and...
2: it with the foot. There you go. No one'll notice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh dear, poor little fella though. I feel really sorry for him, but you know he's not going to know mm-hmm. about it. But yeah, yeah. There we
2: go. <laughs> uh let's see. Well, I had a, a website as well. Well, or a story. Maybe we'll do story instead of a website today. and yeah, We'll okay. stick with our theme here. As far as websites go, if you're a fan of Whale Wars and you're up-to-date on it, there is a a lot of stuff on the Animal Planet or Discovery websites, deleted scenes and, and stuff like that. We'll put in the show notes um, the Twitters of, of some of the key people. The captain has one, and Whale Wars for various countries, UK, US, they each have their own ones. I, I will say, though... If you follow them on Twitter, they do comment quite a bit about the episodes in the time that they're on air. So if you're watching to catch up and all, I'm not, it's not like Lost, you're not going to get spoiled like, oh no, I know who Jacob is or anything. It's My God, they travel back in time. But they're a thing, like my son even was saying, there was a moment of tension and he said, well, we know they survived because there's a season three. was like, well, yeah, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) But uh You know, I don't think it's the kind of thing where you have to worry about the the entertainment being ruined because the suspense isn't there. But if it matters Mm -hmm. to you, then maybe stay off those. But it's an interesting thing. And what I actually find most interesting with that is um, they at least offer the links to the Japanese whalers, which is uh, icr.org. And it's just I, I find it interesting to read point counterpoint and like you know, perspective of group A who, you know, the sea shepherds clearly biased, clearly using sensational language and selectively coloring things a certain way. And then Japanese fishing spokesman clearly going the other route. (laughs) I'm like, really, this is the same event? And neither one of them seems to be what I see. Mm. But that's that's a link you might want to check out. Uh, And then we have the links for all the stories. And then here I have a, a story for you. Is the link work? Are you able to see it? Yeah, well, I've got the story up in okay. front of me. So the story I have here is um, about the National Spelling Bee we have here in the United States. Um, fans of American pop culture and Peanuts and Charlie Brown and all know Charlie Brown once went to the National Spelling Bee and in that cartoon they show him learning how to spell words with um, he's in the library with Snoopy and Woodstock and all his friends and Linus and Peppermint Patty and He's learning I before E except after C. Uh, but the words that are used in this national spelling bee are nothing like words you would use in ordinary language. And I, I can't really pronounce a whole bunch of them here. Zybatsu. Uh, um Just crazy things. And... It's a big deal it shows up on our, our national sports channel and e s p n they they have uh
1: on a I think it's live coverage the channel
2: year. yeah, yep, yeah, it's right up there they have
1: uh and they're trying to kick out um cheerleading. I'd rather watch cheerleading <laughs> than
2: people spelling words well, I can kinda understand there, there's an episode of sliders do you remember that t v show from long ago where yeah. uh they go to a world in one where the equivalent of athletes in our world are academic uh, standouts. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can understand they're trying to show that at least for 8 to 12 year olds, being a good speller is just as good as being a good basketball player. But it, it it's such a bizarre skill, not spelling in general, but the words they're being asked to spell. So mm-hmm. there, there's a little uh, video passage that goes with the story. And what's basically happening is you have protesters who showed up picketing the spelling bee, asking for uh, simpler words, more common words, and actually looking to have the English language, or I guess it would be the American language now, uh, made more phonetic and made not only make the spelling bee have easier words, but let's go all the way out and, and change the way words are spelled in general.
1: Not to text, though. Like text speak. Oh, well, they God. argue
2: that text speak is the natural evolution of language. Ooh, I'd... No, so like I'd, I'd say no. You are, you, just use you instead of Y-O-U.
1: Well, do you know what? I, text speak, the way I see it, text speak is there because people wanted to cram as much as they could into uh, one single text. Now you have all these plans where you get a thousand texts for free. And so mm-hmm. you don't need to,
2: you know, To truncate?
1: Yeah, you just you don't need to save your money anymore. You you get a set amount of texts, and so really, text speak should be dying out. That's why it doesn't really work well on Twitter or Facebook. As soon as I see someone put text speak on Facebook, I'm argh, I, it really pees me off because there's well, no. Well, Facebook
2: need. I can see, but you still have the restriction of space on Twitter that you can, you know, you try to to shorten something up. Mm. You either have to drop words or abbreviate, and I'll, I'll sit there sometimes and put, I might do UR you for your, um, but it, it's hard to do, even though enough is two extra letters when spelled correctly with the G and the H and all, it's hard for me to go E-N-U-F, mm. but I might do apostrophe N-U-F-F, like like Nuff said, kind of like a more common thing, not text speaking. Fair enough. I don't know. All oh, right, then should I play this video then? Sure. No, Let's okay. hear it.
1: Most people recognize that literacy is important. The best way to improve the literacy rates in the English-speaking world is to make our language more logical and more sensible.
0: True. I'm, I'm through with this whole thing. T-H-R-O-U-G-H is the conventional spelling. T-H-R-U is the simplified spelling. You might say the wrong spelling, but we would like for it to be the right spelling.
2: Well, there's dear,
0: dear. Enough, E-N-U-F. That, that's not really phonetics, that's just common sense, really. You could spell it with two Fs at the end, or one F. So there's some, uh, some uh, flexibility there.
1: Uh, blue, blue. We have a rule uh, I before E except after C, but that rule is violated with the word weird.
0: (laughs) Separate. S-E-P-E-R-A-T-E or S-E-P-A-R-A-T-E. I have to think about it for a while. In America, English spelling is very important because if you can't spell, or if you have lots of spelling errors, people think that you're dumb. And, and that's a, a misconception, but that's a, but people are fearful of that and avoid spelling altogether at, at an early age. And we want to uh, get that problem out of the way if we can.
2: I, I just don't Like deer and deer.
0: And grow and grow and blue and blue. That's because when it first started, it, it started as a very basic thing, and then they built upon it. it there was nothing basic about it. They you know, put more words are developed each year. You no, know, like I text nonstop, and I I even say the words LOL. You know, I have time. OMG to my friends. But it doesn't mean that when I'm writing an essay for English or anything, He's gonna put I'm going to do it. When you build a house and then you decide later on, you want to build an addition onto it, and then another addition onto it, and then another one, right? And then it collapses. It could.
1: It's tragic what happens to so many people uh, because they have problems with reading and writing.
2: My daughter came from Korea when she was almost seven years old. She spoke five words of English, had a hearing loss, and it took her years to learn to read English. And she had me as a mother, I think she was 23 by the time she learned to speak English. She was told that she would not be able to go to college, and yet she graduated with honors.
0: We are for the simplified spelling, although we are for the spelling bee as well. Spelling is important because it's the, the tool it's the building blocks for writing, for reading, for literacy, for gathering information, for getting your opinion out there. So it's a, a conduit. It's very important. So all I could
2: think of while I was watching that was they're going to step in front of a school bus and be, School bus, hit me! and, I,
1: Yeah. S K-U-L-O-L. A school bus, hit me. <laughs> I love the way the woman's still trying to go... <laughs> Blue and blue and everyone she meets. Well, you know, Mm -hmm. blue and blue, but we all knew what she meant. You know, the color blue and (laughs) she blue and blue and blue. What's the matter with you people? Blue and blue. And she
2: was saying at one point about her daughter who couldn't learn English until she was 23. And she said, and she had me for a mother. People who uh, weren't watching the video, (laughs) which this comes from USA Today, um, She's actually a retired school teacher, so it's not like she was just bashing herself there. And she had me for a mother,
1: and she was stupid. She should have just stopped it there. I get what they're saying. They want to just drop a couple of letters off because they're being a little bit lazy. But then the guy turned around and said, okay, you can shorten enough to E-N-U-F. But you can also put another F on the end because then you can have E-N-U-F. UFF, and that's still the same as enough, which is the same as enough and the same as the original yeah. enough. But mm, why? Why? <laughs> why would you want to reduce it and then put another
0: yep.
2: flipping F on the end of it? Just to well, be that's the thing. They, about it. They end it. up talking about how if you were to start from scratch, this isn't what you would do. And, all right, I can understand that. That happens with computer programming languages all the time or... Uh, you know, even like website authoring, you know, there's HTML and then there's these other languages that are coming up now. And you try to be friendly in the sense that you incorporate some of the old things. But if you're really going to start from scratch, yeah, why would you do E-N-U-F-F? Why use two Fs? People uh,
1: baffle me sometimes. They really do. I'm I'm going to say dumbstruck, but people are going, yeah, of course you are. Uh, why, why do you want to Hit control, alt, and delete on the English language and start all over again.
2: Well, that's what we said about the metric system, and it's... that's why we don't do it. <laughs> uh, yes, it's, it's probably yeah. the best uh, similar structure. You know, metric system, far simpler, far more practical, but we just resist it because we're Americans.
1: I like the way the guy had a, a bee costume <laughs> on, or just had a hat with two little antennae out because it's a spelling... Be well done, if Nice
2: one. If you had been there and there was a big protest, you know they had a podium and a big crowd in the streets, so you might be more inclined to give it some more attention and credence. But this was like four old people walking around the street with pamphlets.
1: I'd I'd go out to that woman loads of times. So tell me again. It well, it's blue and blue. Okay, right. And then you walk off, and ten minutes later, you go out to her again, and just keep having the same conversation and should be none the wiser just carry on spilling out her guff it'll be brilliant yeah you're right yeah
2: <laughs> well I, it, i'm not a fa- <laughs> you know some people would react to there, but that's so stupid and I don't, they don't if they want to stand out there and protest and good for them it doesn't really hurt anybody they i think they make themselves look foolish they're adding to the debate to the dialogue i'm you know no, they didn't really accomplish anything, but they did get this article, and now we're talking about them, and I don't think their case is strong enough for it to go anywhere. Would you say, though, that the complexity of the language is the reason people don't learn how to read, write, and spell, or do you think it's just a lack of need?
0: Mm. I don't need to know how to
2: spell playlist because I know which icon it is on my iPod. So,
1: Possibly, yeah. maybe it's just sheer laziness on part of human beings because the majority of us just want
2: an easy life and just to do things our way well are you surprised when you hear that someone made it through school never knowing how to read and write and yet they have a a diploma or a degree you you always hear that they kind of were protected a little bit either the girlfriend or the boyfriend did their work for them and the teachers kind of let it go or what a great athlete they were and
1: well, some people are better than others at certain situations. Some people are really good at tests, but get them out into the field where they've been tested for, and they could be utter pants, yeah. and vice versa as well. You, you could have someone who's absolutely terrible at uh, exams or tests or anything like that, but their physical skills at doing the actual job are second to none. And I think that works in... In all places of life, really.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: I've got a moral for this episode anyway. All right, what is it? It's Enough is enough is enough. Spelled
2: three different ways. Yes. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Well, that's probably a good place to end then. Okay, cool. All right. Well, it's good to be back. I think you guys did a great job in my absence. Um, I know you were making a call for some discussion of what's the best... Kid friendly animal, gentle Ben, Flipper, Willy. You guys didn't mention Willie from the Free Willy movies.
1: Oh yeah. Okay, right, I'll I'll put this on the Facebook page and we can discuss it on our next episode then, yeah?
2: Yeah. So what's the criteria? Is it um It's just animal based programs. The programs or the animal itself? Uh,
1: um. Mm.
2: Like are you rating Flipper versus Lassie versus Willie or
1: Yeah, we do it like that.
2: The the pro, you yeah. Know, so what
1: OK, I just want a list of people's favorite animal based programs, either the animal or it's got to be around that animal. So Flipper has, has his own program. Gentle Ben has his own program. Free Willy yeah. has his own film. So around
2: that. Littlest yeah, Hobo. send them in. Send them in and then I'll make a bracket. If you send like eight or 16, I'll make a bracket and then I'll hit Elton up and we'll go through and be like, OK, Benji versus Lassie. Yeah, and we have we'll a, last few advances, and we'll move on. We have a definitive
1: top five greatest all-time animal yeah. programs ever in the world. We'll have a
2: final four from the east regional. <laughs> Coming out of the eastern regional, it's Willie. Oh dear, let's end on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Coming. Out, all right, all right, guys. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, you thank know you where very find much. Us, on the websites, on Twitter, on email. And uh, we'll talk to you in a week or so. Yep.
1: Yeah, thank you very much, guys. And I'll see you very soon. Right, bye. Bye.